When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Bulls fans, and welcome to another episode of Bulls HQ, a Chicago Bulls podcast on the Blue Eye Sports Podcast Network. Thank you for joining me on this episode of the show. Just a quick, quick note for me at the top of this show. This one really is probably more sharing with you via podcast form our Periscope live show that CBE Fred, aka Fred Pfeiffer, did with myself on Periscope as the lottery was happening, our instant live reaction. We did that via video for a change. We wanted to try something, do something a little bit different, maybe uh, bring our beautiful faces to video where we clearly are more, well, we, we most certainly have faces for radio, let's say that, but nonetheless, we still decided to try something a little bit different, try something via video. So we recorded a live video of our instant reaction as the lottery was happening. So I just wanted to let you know that this podcast isn't a summary of what occurred at the lottery. This is literally our live reaction show that we recorded via Periscope. I'm putting it on audio form just in case you didn't happen to see the show. If you want to go back and listen to it, listen to us go through the go through our emotions as everything was happening, as well as maybe discuss some of the prospects at number four who will potentially be available to the Bulls. We sort of start, we'll close the show talking about some of those prospects. But nonetheless, just a quick note from me to let you know what this show is about. Fred and I will be back probably some stage next week to to dive a little bit more detail into the prospects, more generally what we're thinking about the Bulls now that we know for a fact they're in number four, where the Bulls go from here. Hopefully the coaching search ramps up a little bit. So we'll be back next week at some point to discuss all of that and more. But uh, for now, tune into the live Periscope show we did enjoy thank you for being part of this and thank you to everyone who joined the periscope show we really do appreciate it leave us some feedback on that if you want to see more video from fred and i going forward let us know we may introduce that into our ways of working going forward rather than just podcasts maybe we go online and do some more video work throughout the season but that's enough for me now here is the live recording from the show all right hopefully this thing is working I'm assuming people can hear me, by the way, but I have no effing clue. <laughs> Thank you, Drew. Um, yeah, hopefully I bring you some good luck, mate. Oh, I'm not sure if CBF, CB Fred will, but um, yeah, let's see. Well, I was met, I'm going to set this up now so the old man and I could maybe have a test run of Periscope first before we went live. But um, we literally tried once. It was my fault. It didn't work. Then the old man gave up and decided to take his old just decided to take his dog for a walk up. Why he would do that now when we're trying to test this, but it just shows his lack of commitment to to the Bulls, to Bulls HQ. Not a really good friend. I think we we can clearly establish that. So very disappointed in the old man, but um it is what it is. I'm not at the same time I'm not I'm not surprised. So yeah. Old Frederick. That bloody old man. Anyways, I'm hoping tonight is a very good night for us boys and girls, if you are listening. I'm, 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 I'm assuming uh, the majority of the of the uh, listeners or viewers of this will be uh, 99.9% dominated by males. But nonetheless, females welcome, of course. Um, but yeah, I'm hoping it is going to be a good night. It, it, one of two things is going to happen, either the Bulls... Do what the Bulls do and get the seventh overall pick because that is just extremely Bullsian. So that will be probably the most likely case. Or, you know, after years upon years about wanting to fall into the number one pick, wanting to land that number one pick, you know, in drafts where there's been Luca, in drafts where there's been Zion, even Jar Morant, I've got a feeling that they'll land the number one pick in a pretty, uh, pretty terrible draft. So 
hopefully that doesn't happen, but um, but who knows? We'll see. We we shall see. Hopefully, um, hopefully they are. But yeah, look, we obviously if they land the number one pick, that's not the worst case, not the worst case scenario, is it? Obviously, anytime you land a number one pick, it's it's a good position to be. I'd rather have the number one pick than the number seven pick, just purely due to the fact that you've just got so many more opportunities, so many more things you can do. Um, but we'll wait and see what what happens um, at the draft. Um, hopefully, my friend Fred will join us upon that draft, upon the lottery, I should say. But who the hell knows? Because he's gone to walk his dog. What the jerk? Who goes to walk his dog at this time? But nonetheless, happy for you guys to get involved as well. I've enabled this. I've tried to enable this to have guests on the broadcast. Uh, I have no idea what I am doing on Periscope. I'm still better at this than CBE Fred. But um, that is an extremely small baseline. Nonetheless, I've tried enabling this to hold or to have guests join. So if you want to be part of it, if you want to drop comments, if you want to be part of the chat, if you want to have a conversation, I'm more than happy to do so. Um, yeah, I just want to talk Bulls essentially. And it, it's been a pretty good week for us Bulls fans. It's essentially almost, well, we're coming up on a week since Boylan got the can. It's been just a better week for me. I'm sure it's been the case for you too. Have you been in a better, more or more jovial mood? Just had a little bit of extra pep in your step since um, the old bald man got fired. Um, yeah, I don't know. I've been feeling a lot better about just life in general, which is kind of sad to say. But I mean, when you when your when your thoughts are dominated by this team as much as mine are, and I'm sure as much as your yours are, if you're watching this stupid broadcast, um, just knowing Boylan is gone and knowing the fact that the lottery is just around the corner playoffs are here i don't know it's good it's good so um yeah it's it's nice to it's nice to be here hopefully we can cap that off with a a nice little achievement tonight hopefully with ak sort of repping the bulls on the stand there we can get some good luck hopefully hopefully (laughs) but uh we, we shall see we shall see aussie 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 yeah lockie lockie thank you for joining mate Loving me some some Bulls Aussie fans or some Aussie Bulls fans, I should say. Always good to connect. Uh, yeah, it, everyone is excited to get to the seventh pick, Lockie. I mean, it, it is almost set in stone, but um, yeah, look, maybe we can break the mold. Having said that, I don't know if you guys are aware of this, but I only found this out in the last twenty four hours or so. But apparently, the Bulls have a better chance of landing the eighth pick than any other pick in the um in the lottery itself. So in that sense. I mean, just purely playing the odds, the Bulls have a 19.7% chance of landing the number seven pick, which is a relatively good chance. But for number eight, they're 34.1%. So can they do the unthinkable and actually land the uh, the eighth pick? Who the hell knows? Um, Dr. Sin23, he asks, are you coming here next for, next year for a Bulls fan now? Uh, sorry, a Bulls game, man. Uh, I would like to get over to Chicago someday, mate. Um, it would be ideal. I was planning on actually coming over March or April of, of this year. 2020 was when I was uh, planning on coming. I never booked anything, and thankfully I didn't because uh, the old COVID hit and I wouldn't have been able to get there or if I did. Um, who the hell knows how, how when I would have been able to get back. So um, I would love to get over to Chicago at some point. I'm currently in lockdown at the moment, so... We're in stage four lockdown here in, in Melbourne, Victoria, where I am. So I won't be leaving my state anytime soon. I can't even get to a, 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 an adjoining state in, within Australia, let alone, uh, you know, get, getting overseas anytime soon. So I think COVID is going to limit my ability to get to the States. But more generally, it may limit even those within Chicago to, to get to a Bulls game next season. Let's see how it all plays out. Obviously, America is a little bit more open and... Uh, Liberal, shall we say, in terms of their willingness to go back online and get things going in in the in midst of COVID, whereas that isn't necessarily the case for us here in Australia. Um, as Lockie sort of noted, um, I'm assuming you're, you're in Victoria too, mate. But we, we can't even go, you know, outside of five k's of our respective suburbs that we live in at the moment. So, um, yeah, it's it's pretty tough at the moment. And no, Steph, no, you can't see my Kirkshire at the moment. That is sacred it's private it's in a secret location where i only i am able to view so at this point i will not be sharing you with you my like kind of shrine but i was hoping to get fred on the line because 
that old boy, he owes us a Kirk Heinrich song. That was part of the bet. And I've this is on me. I've, I've sort of forgotten that Fred was meant to be dropping us that Kirk Heinrich song because he lost that season-long bet with us, and or for me, with, with me rather. He bet that the Bulls would win 42 or 43 more games for all more games. Of course, that was never going to happen. And that, of course, did not happen. So I won the bet. He was meant to give us a Kirk Heinrich song as well as recording a a visual aid or some sort of video professing his love for Kirk Heinrich, but he's done neither. So I need to get him to do that. I don't know how the hell... I don't know how the hell we're going to do it because he's not a man of his word. Clearly, as you can sort of see here, we tried testing for this and he's his, he just decided to take his dog for a walk, walk at this time. So he's just a person that just can't be trusted more generally on Fred Pfeiffer. So as to when we will get that, uh, the, the Kirk Heinrich song, I'm, I'm not sure, but I'm, I'm hoping I'm hoping at some point we do because, yeah, he, he's just he just needs to own up to that. And I don't know if he will, but I was hoping to get him on now because I was hoping he would be broadcasting from his Kirk Heinrich shine because I've actually supplied him with you know numerous Kirk Heinrich memorabilia in the past, whether it's a jersey, whether it's just a photograph of Kirk. Um, did I frame it for him or not? Or just, did I just send him the picture? I can't remember what I did, but I sent him a picture of Kirk Heinrich, a nice photo, something that he could proudly display. But I, um, I don't know if he's done that at all. So the old boy needs to needs to correct those things. But um, we'll see if we can figure out how the hell to get on here. Like I said, I've I've enabled guests on here. I'm hoping Fred can join me as a guest at some point. I have no idea if he'll be able to do so because he's um. Look, he's not just not it's just not technologically savvy, neither am I, but nonetheless I am can at least turn on my phone. So that is somewhat impressive, I suppose, in comparison and relative to what old Freddy Boy can do. So let's see what he can do. Let's see if he jumps on the call on online. But um I'm not holding out any um I'm not holding out any hope bulls fans. But um yeah, what what do you guys think is gonna to happen tonight? Do you are you just sort of resigned to the fact that number seven pick is just we're just getting the number seven pick. Is are you hopeful of the first pick? Do you think they can get inside the top three? Do you think they they can make the miracle in that sense, as Fred would say? I I I don't know what's going to happen. It'll be interesting to see, but it would be goddamn funny if we go from you know within a week of firing Boylan and then landing the number one pick. I mean, imagine how shitty he would feel getting fired. And just like a week later, the team that fired you getting the number one pick. That that would be rough as an outgoing coach, wouldn't it? But um, yeah, I, I want to say I feel bad for Boylan. Almost, but yeah, I, no, I, I don't. I don't. I was thinking about this before. I was, I was actually taking my dogs for a walk this morning, just thinking about the balls this season. And just thinking, you know, should I have been a little bit more... Or should I have been a, a little bit less of an arsehole in my podcast that I did the, the minute Boylan was firing? Obviously, that was my live instantaneous thoughts. And maybe I would have said some things that I wouldn't have said otherwise had I waited a couple hours, been a little bit more reserved and calm about it, a little bit more rational. But um, even when I was thinking about it and rationalizing it again this morning, I was like, no, this guy was a giant boob. He ruined my Bulls experience. I've invested so much time in this damn franchise as have you as viewers of the Bulls over over so long. This team has been a joke for the last three to four years at least, just run by incompetent idiots. So I don't take back anything I said at all. So I'm, I'm quite comfortable in basking in the joy that is no more boiling anymore. So, <laughs> um, yeah, it's, it's, it's just good. It is good. Um, Lockie asked, did you watch Flamelo live this season? He was in, only in Melbourne once, I think. I didn't catch him live in terms of live in person. I saw a few NBL game, games with him um, whilst he was here, obviously. He didn't play that many games, given that he sort of pulled out not that far away. But, um, well, not too far into the season, rather. But I, I, to be honest with you, I don't love anyone in this draft, which is this, the shitty thing about this draft. Like, I've got a feeling the Bulls might land a number one pick in this draft because, you know, it's a terrible draft and that just seems like the most ballsy thing to do to land the pick when they probably needed it more in the previous two drafts. But um, I don't know if I love any of the guys that are sort of slated to go one and three, more so because you have to invest in playing those guys quite a bit. And, you know, if you bring in a number one pick, whether it's Lamello, whether it's Anthony Edwards, whether it's whoever else, they're guys that you're going to 
get it. Well, they're going to have a lot of hype around them, obviously, but the guys that you're going to have to need to invest so much time into to the point where it will almost feel like an RJ Barrett thing to, to me, like in New York, where heavily flawed player maybe can be good, maybe won't be, but um, just due to his status, due to the fact that he's coming in as a highly coveted you know, draft pick, you have to invest time to him. You have to sort of almost remodel your roster around them to a degree. I mean, you don't have to, but ultimately that's generally what happens in this sort of situation. So I'm almost more comfortable with the ball sort of landing in that five to seven range, taking a decent role player and just adding that to the squad rather than, I don't know if the the delta or the separation would sort of in between sort of picks five and seven is that different to the guys that are slated to go one to four. Now, having said all that, I'm most certainly not a uh, a draft expert of sorts. So, yeah, I, you know, I take take what I'm saying for for uh, for what it's worth, which is absolutely nothing. But I don't know. I almost don't know if I want the the, the number one pick or you know the, almost the pressure of having to take someone like. Anthony Edwards or something like that. And not that it's pressure, but um, I don't know. I'm not. I'm clearly not articulating it the way I, I would hope, but I'm just not enamored with anyone in this draft. I don't love it. Um, we'll see how it all plays out, but it would still be fun, obviously, to, to land the number one pick or even a top three pick and at least have that ability to, 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 to think about what we want to do. You know, it doesn't have to be that we have to draft someone in number one week. Maybe we trade it. Can you trade the number one pick down, get a couple picks, whatever it might be? I, I don't know what the hell we might do. Um, maybe you trade you trade out of the number one pick entirely. I, I don't know, um, but yeah, it, it, it's going to be an interesting situation. It'll be fun. AK repping the balls on on the on the dice there. So let's see what happens. My feed's probably a little bit slow, and if you are in Australia watching this, you more than know that our internet here is just absolute dog shot. So um, there's a good chance that I'm going to be 20, 25 seconds behind you in the broadcast. I hope that's not the case. But if it is, it'll still be funny because you'll be reacting in time. I won't know what the hell's going. You'll see my reaction probably 20 to 25 seconds later to the point where I'm hopefully overjoyed or dismayed. So <laughs> we'll see how it all plays out. But um, yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll see. We'll see how it all plays out. I'm just reading Steph, Steph Noe's comment here. <laughs> um Steph, I, I, I'm assuming Fred knows this thing is a live experiment. We tried once, literally once, to make this work. Um, and like I said, it was my fault partly because I didn't know how to link this to Fred. But um at the same time, he gave up instantly and decided to take his dog for a walk. So and then uh just before he did that, he said, let's give up and let's just do a podcast instead. And um you know, that attitude just disappointed me. So he's obviously, he's given up. Uh, <laughs> and to that point, he I think I don't think he does realise that Periscope is an alive experiment because he kept coming back to me and said, you know, can we record via Skype or can we do a Zoom chat? And I said, Fred, but the whole point of this is to, to interact with Bulls fans as this is happening live, to, <laughs> to, 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 to just engage with fans, not necessarily record some nonsense and then, display it a little bit later on so um yeah I, I don't think the old boy gets it but you know maybe he'll come through maybe he'll come through and prove me wrong who knows i i, I very much doubt it but we, we shall see i might plug this damn thing one more time so people can um can come join us but like i said i've got this thing open for guests i believe i think i've allowed guests um yeah so if you want to jump on and be part of it you're more than welcome to otherwise it's just me talking nonsense which is never never a good sign um so yeah if you want to be part of it like i said happy for you to happy for you to join um at the same time also happy for you guys to just send through your comments on this thing i'm trying to work out how to do 14 things at once but um thus far um it's working <laughs> Hopefully. I appreciate your comment there, Felipe, in terms of, you know, going back to what I was saying about Boylan. And you're dead right. The man has millions of dollars with being terrible at his job. So he's fine in that regards. Yeah, he'll probably land an assistant coaching job with some shitty team somewhere else, if not a high school basketball team somewhere. So in that sense, yeah, I don't feel bad for him at all. And most certainly Hinch. 
Hitch eighty seven says, "I hope Joe Kelly is banned from this 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 um this broadcast." And I most certainly welcome Joe to join us. I, I, again, he's probably worse on technology than old Freddie Boy, so I'm, I'm not expecting um, old Joseph to join us. But if he does join, that would be very surprising, and that would be very funny. Um, but I hope he doesn't join at the same time because he is a piece of shit. Um, but more moving on from that drudge of a human. Oh, good news, folks. F- Frederick is saying, let's go. So he's trying to work out how to get on. <laughs> he's trying to work out how to get on. Um, I don't know if he's going to be able to work out. Oh, he, he, Frederick, he's here. How do I get on? <laughs> Fred, you have to, you have to, um, you have to click on it somewhere and say, I want to be a guest on the show. And then I will get that message and then I can add you as a guest. Do you think you will be able to work out how to do that? <laughs> Felipe, it's a lottery day miracle. Uh, yeah, it is a bit. I mean, the fact that Fred has been able to join us here and um, and being able to at least one one turn on his phone, but two, download the Periscope app, but even then find the broadcast and then actually be able to enter the room send me the link you heathen you're in here you dumbass you just click on the two faces that on you that you see at the bottom of your phone that should be enable you to follow the process follow the steps in terms of becoming a guest surely you can manage this frederick surely we believe in you we believe in you fred come on prove me wrong <laughs> prove me wrong that you can't that you're terrible at, at, at um or you're not terrible with technology prove me wrong What's up, Comedy Hawk? How are you, sir? Fred, Felipe is trying to to uh, explain to you what the hell to do. I don't know if he's being genuine or not because I have no idea what he's talking about either. But I'm assuming if you follow his instructions that it will work. Just try. <laughs> Anyways, as I'm babbling on, the lottery is starting. The broadcast is starting. It is so pixelated on my end because I'm trying to do this broadcast at the same time whilst watching this stupid thing. That's how terrible this uh, internet speed is in Australia. We have third world internet in, in Australia. It is bad. But um, hopefully, hopefully I'll be able to follow along at a similar rate, at a similar time to you guys. But nonetheless, let's just talk some nonsense. Let's talk some balls. Let's see what happens. I haven't got an invite from Fred yet. <laughs> Uh, Croakstar, is that how I pronounce it, mate? The greatest NBA writer in the world is beefing with you, man. I'm so sorry. Yeah, I know, mate. It, it's tough. Um, it's tough when the um, old man bun Joe Kelly comes after me, I suppose. But, um, you know, what can you do? What can you do? Fucking Joe Kelly. What a piece of shit. Um, anyways, I won't, I won't try to talk about Joseph because uh, he sucks. In the meantime, no luck with Frederick, I can see. Uh, he clearly has not worked out how to log on and, and be part of this experiment. <sighs> Jesus. Oh, wait, here, here we go. Here we Oh, my God, here we go. Frederick. <laughs> Fred from America, I can hear you. I don't believe it. It worked. <laughs> I can't believe it. Holy smokes. Why, is, why can't I see my face? What's going on here? I don't know. It's probably better for everyone that we can't see your face, to be honest with you. <laughs> How dare you? <laughs> this, this, uh, this face has broke a million hearts. But uh-huh. it's kind of cool. It's kind of cool how the logo is vibrating when I talk. I actually like this a little bit better. All right, let me, let me try to let me try to figure out the camera. But the good news is that uh, I can speak to you and talk to you in uh, my dulcet tones while this is happening. So has it started yet? I just got done walking my dog Harper. Brand yeah, I was just dog. telling all the, the, the viewers, the, uh, the the millions that have tuned in, by millions I mean 35, <laughs> <laughs> okay. I just got done telling everyone about how we tried to set this up to test. Oh, and now you've hung up. See, Red Fred hung up. Oh, my God. <laughs> that's why we test before. But that's, that's why you don't take your dog for a walk before we test, for that very reason, because the man just hung up. Oh, this is an absolute amateur hour operation here boys um yeah i don't i don't I, i'm i'm i apologize for <laughs> for our, our inability to actually you know do something 
not that we're professionals. I mean, we are amateurs. We are fans. We are just lucky. We're just self-opinionated idiots that for whatever reason, um, just like to, to share our views and just get on this damn thing and talk nonsense. So we are just like you. And clearly because of that, we're not very professional. I'm here. I'm here. You're back on. You hung up before. I, I, I realized what happened. So I had tried to go to Twitter to tell everyone to jump on, uh, I, I, that I would be live with you, but you know, unfortunately, do that I actually hung up. Yeah, that's what I'm yeah, doing right I now. figured. I, I just got. I was just in the middle of telling people how incompetent we are and how they shouldn't really expect professional, <laughs> professional media services at this point because we are just two dumb fans trying to um, connect with other fans, but more generally, we're just self-opinionated idiots that love the sound of our own voices and for whatever reason think people want to hear our voices, but. Um, <laughs> well of yeah, course because we're two of, let's be honest we're two of the most intelligent uh passionate bulls fans and i have a gift of prophecy which also adds a, a another lo- level of uh, uh enjoyment and in mysteriousness i guess this uh this whole endeavor has it started yet what, what are we picking if we pick something i'm gonna be really down so i think the collective uh psyche of bulls nation is gonna blame me for it well, given you are a prophet, a prophet, I mean, what are you foreseeing in your crystal ball uh, this evening? Are you expecting a number seven pick again? Are you expecting something a little bit better? Maybe a number one pick? Maybe even or just getting in the top three for starters, top four. Are you, what? Uh, what have you foreseen, old prophet? <laughs> well, I, I am of well. I, unfortunately, I foresee it's probably landing seven, uh, but I hope I'm wrong, and occasionally I am wrong seven percent of the time. Yeah, the, nice. the, but I'm happy no matter what, Mark. Let me tell you why. I've started a, a deep dive in these players, and these guys that are ranked one, two, and three have mm. massive holes in their game. And the guy who I was my number one going away right now, a guy by the name yeah. of Obi Toppin, yeah, uh, pr- predicted to go number seven, eight, nine, right in that range. And that's the guy I think is going to be the best player in this draft. What say you? Well, look, I'm, like, I'm most certainly not confident enough to say that Obi Toppin is going to be the best player in this draft. I, I don't know if that is the case because I most purely... Uh, look, I'm not across the prospects at this point. The thought of diving into YouTube video and diving into the prospects of this draft, given how bad it's supposed to be, let's say, during uh, lockdown and quarantine, that sounded like an absolutely chore to me. So I'll probably cram in my, um, my draft analysis once we know where the balls are picking that way. I don't have to go through... You know, and review games of guys that I don't necessarily know much about. But I don't know. Maybe, maybe he might be the right answer. I like from what I've seen. I like Devin Vassell. I like Isaac Okoro. Um, I'm a big Tyrese Halliburton guy because he just seems like the smartest player in this draft. Um, maybe outside of Lamelo. So I just like oh. I just want this ball to draft someone who's smart, who understands how to play, who can make plays for others, and isn't just someone who. Um, you know, is a one-way player, someone who is necessarily offensive-minded. I don't want that type of player anymore. I mean, you've got Zach Levine as that type of player. You've got Kobe White as that type of player. You've got, to a lesser extent, Larry Markinen as that type of player. The well, Bulls need a... They need a, their own version of Michael Bridges, I suppose. Um, I, so I, saw, I, I saw our mutual friend Stefan No just, you know, blast out the ageism argument against uh, Obi Toppin. Let's not forget the same argument was the reason that Brandon Clark fell all the way to 21 last year. And by any stretch of the imagination, the guy's a first team of all NBA rookie. So I, I don't, I'm, I'm so angry with the Fred loves the old guys. I love some of these comments. Yes. Uh, yeah. You know, a couple of Valentine happened to be a little old. So was Todd though. So were some, a couple of the guys I really like. Uh, and I like Obi Toppin. How old is he? There are people are acting like he's like 20 years old. He's probably what? 21. How old's Obi Toppin? I didn't analyze his age and, and watching his uh, game tape. Something tells me he's much younger than you. That's all that we he's need 22. to know. Holy point. smokes. He's 22. That is pretty old. Uh, how old's Halbert? No, he's got to be up there too, right? Oh, he's 20. Yeah, I, I think, he's I, I think we, I, don't, don't we like fall into this trap of like falling in love with these guys that are really young? I think it's a little dangerous game to play. I think we got to look. I judge, I think, number one, two, and three in judging a college player is game tape. That's what I care about. I saw the game tape on Mo Bamba. I knew he sucked, and uh, it, it all came true. So, what, what did you uh, think about the uh, the game tape of Luka Doncic? Well, I saw he had great vision. 
I knew he would be a top seven player. <laughs> Do you know his number? I never even realized it. It's almost like a slap in my face. He's 77. <laughs> How dare he pick that number? It's like, he's like this. Every time I watch him, he's like, I see Fred, this is what I'm doing to you. I don't know. I got to admit, man, he's been very impressive. Although, uh, it, but a lot of his success is due to the fact that he, he's kind of stopping the uh, step back J step, step back three, as I said, trade Levine and Carter for Embiid. Yeah. So, I have a uh, Mark. Can we talk about this? Are we going live yet with the lottery pick, or do we have time? Because I want to talk about this. Yeah, we've got plenty of time. It's the, the broadcast is going, but that the lottery is not going. Do you not have it on in the TV in the background? Uh, I'm gonna. I'm getting it on right now. So I just got done walking Harper. So I'm just trying to get my bearings here, and okay. we I just got connected with you. So I saw a really good. I got a tweet that's about to come out wherever this pick falls. And I want mm-hmm. your immediate take. Uh-huh. Would you trade? After this, let's say the Bulls get top three pick. Would you right. trade that pick, Zach Levine, and take your pick out of the remaining core four, Kobe White, Wendell Carter Jr., Laurie Markkinen? So one, so Levine, one of those three, whoever the Sixers want, and this top three pick for Joel Embiid. Nah. 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 Why? Look, I, I, look, I'm a big Embiid fan. I'm a big Sixers process person. You obviously are not a process person at all. I just don't know if you can. I don't know if you can build around a big man from an offensive standpoint in this NBA at this point. And if he comes to Chicago, he's clearly going to be the number one option. I don't. It, it, we've seen in Philadelphia, Embiid as the number one option hasn't necessarily worked. Now, I know that's not necessarily a fair comment given that their rosters that they've put around Embiid have just been absolutely terrible. They've been just completely bad. Um, Alton Brand has done a, a terrible job surrounding Joel Embiid. And before him, Brian no, Calandula was doing some very dumb things too. You mean they're like drafting Ben Simmons? They're not on a hinky level, let's say. So <laughs> uh, I, we haven't <laughs> seen the best from Embiid. And Embiid hasn't been put in a good situation. But... I mean, given his health issues, given the fact that I think building around big men at this point in the NBA, yeah, based on what we're seeing and how the league is sort of moving, I don't know if it's a good. I don't think it's a good situation. So, um, and more importantly, it would make Joe Joe Cowley happy, and I just don't want that man to be happy. So at this point, um, I, I think I would. What else? Let's take Joel and beat out and add Ben Simmons instead. Would you same same deal? That becomes a little bit more intriguing. That becomes a little bit more intriguing because um, one clearly unbiased, um, obviously based on where Ben Simmons, ben Simmons comes from, and obviously where I where I come from. So most certainly I am biased. Um, I think clearly he has some flaws in his game. That would be interesting to see. But I think him he he has an ability to sort of fit with more players. Than Embiid, I think it's a lot easier to build around Simmons in the sense that, you know, whether you're making him your point guard, whether you're making him your power forward, Ben Simmons can play a number of positions. He's one of the best defenders in the NBA. He's a wing. He's a he's a forward. He's a big guy. He can be anything. So he's he fits more, I think, in the uh, the modern NBA. Let's say more so than Joel Embiid, and you know, he's obviously younger. And I'm extremely biased, and um, I'm Australian, so naturally I would prefer Ben Simmons. But um, I don't think the Bulls make any sense for either of the two because if they're going to trade one of them, most likely they could get a better, better package from elsewhere. So that would be my – that's my general I, thinking I, about it. I'd like to know where you can get a better pick than Zach Levine, one of the three core four, and a top three pick in this draft. Like, where's that going to come from? Maybe Atlanta could probably pack something better. There's not many teams that could package something better than that. What, are you going to go to Cleveland with their garbage heap? The Knicks – I'm sure the Knicks would throw whatever they can at them, but I think the Bulls definitely have the package to beat when it comes to acquiring one of those two. And I think going forward, you have to get one of those two. I, I loved all your shots there at, you know, at the uh, everybody but Hinky. But the fact is, if they had Drew Holiday, things would look a lot more rosy. Hinky is a damn saint, and I'll hear, no, I'll hear nothing to the otherwise. <laughs> they have destroyed the Philadelphia 76. Brian Colangelo fucked it up first. Now Alton Brand is just, take, just taking it a step further. Alton Brand is garbage as an executive. He may not be the only one pulling pulling the trigger. There might be ownership getting involved and um, maybe meddling and saying, we should do this, we should do that. But the fact that they decided to sign Tobias Harris to a five-year, $180 million deal, didn't want to bring back Jimmy Butler. They need so 
you know, the, the biggest glaring hole in that team is on-ball creation, scoring from a scoring point of view, even creation for others. That's what they well, I, yeah. Jimmy Butler gives you that. They trade into Miami. Miami's going to the second round. Philadelphia's getting kicked out in the first round. Well, Mark, and all they the, needed to do was hold on to Mikel Bridges. Like, why Why didn't you make that dumb trade? That, the, you know, yeah, all I this mean, other stuff you're throwing out there, I mean, Jimmy Butler would have cost an arm and leg. No doubt he would have been a better guy to go with, right? In, in retrospect, that was the better decision is to give him the money. Uh, but I still think the team should be better. When, when are you ever going to come down on, uh, on uh, you know, Clown Brown for his, uh, his, his absolutely <laughs> disgraceful coaching? I can't even believe this guy has a job. <laughs> we, look at Again, I'm biased. I'm, I'm very biased. People. Brett Brown Fred is an honorary trade. So, and, and I just think he's been dealt an unfair hand because of this, their roster situation and just all the nonsense that's gone around him. But um, as we can see at the moment on the broadcast, there is the beautiful man, Arturis Karnaschavis. There he is sitting up there in the top right-hand corner representing the Chicago Bulls. And here we go. It's lottery time. Frederick, we'll see. Let's right. see. Just remember what, what I said. Seven pick and 17. Seven pick and 18. Seven pick and 19. Seven letters in Arturis. Seven seed and 21. Seven title and 22. Seven yeah. letters in Michael, seven letters in Pippin, seven the letters, letters in, in COVID-19. The six letters in Pippin. The seven letters in Scotty, six letters in Pippin. Oh, Fred hung up again. Oh, my God. <laughs> okay, so 14th, we got Boston. 13th, we have the New Orleans Pelicans. 12th, Sacramento Kings. Good. Obviously, the, the Bulls aren't going to hit, hit into this range. It's the teams that went, went into the bubble, I don't, I don't believe, are eligible to sort of jump up any further. Maybe I'm wrong in saying that, but I believe that's right. Um, but at this point, all going to plan. Phoenix Suns in 10. Am I even ahead of you or behind you guys? Yes, you're back now. You're back. This uh, lottery balls. Pick nine, the Wizards. That's where I'm up to. Okay. Announcer for me because I can't see it from where I'm at. Are we top four? Are, you, are we top four? Does that mean my 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 freaking broadcast is delayed as I suggested? Oh shoot! Hold on a second here. Holy I'm shit! The balls are in the, the balls are in the top four. Yes. <laughs> I thought I saw Greg uh, Braggs on there. Love you. Oh buddy. my god! This is great. I told you. <laughs> so the Pistons get the number seventh pick. Oh my god! Suck it! Suck on that Pistons. So the Bulls are clearly in the top four because they couldn't be fifth or sixth. They could either jump into the top four or they're going seventh or backwards. So we are in the top four, Frederick. We are in the top four. Well, that's great news. Now, I think my AK4, the sevens prediction is probably at play here. So I'm guessing we're probably four, but it could be number one, two, or three. How's that for analysis? Look at that beautiful (laughs) man. There he he is on screen, at least on my screen. Arturus Karnaschavis, what a beautiful man. Look at him straight away. Just straight away, we fire Boylan and into the top four we go. That is how simple this is, boys. That is. I think you're only like. I think I think you're only four or five uh, minutes behind everybody else out there. And uh, you know, regardless what happens here, Mark. Let's be honest. Whatever happens tonight, I'm going to repeat my tweet. I'm ecstatic about the BWB, the Bulls without Boylan, the Red Leviathan. There's a giant red sun rising in the east. These flawed bubble opponents taketh heed. Your destruction is imminent. I really believe this team's going to be good next year. What say you? <laughs> Wait, what um, is going you know, on? They, they, they have a realistic chance of fighting for the eighth seed, potentially. Maybe the ninth, you... ninth seed in, in the Eastern Conference. I think that they have that ability. Um, this is before. kind of enjoyable. i got to admit, this is kind of great. we got to do more of these, maybe during a game or something. I, I think or we like, should. Yeah, we, should, we, we could have a, like a show. Um what did you think of my other uh, question about if, if you were on a, a, a finals team and you're going to have the birth of your first child in the bubble, would you leave for a game seven or would you go for the first child? What did you pose this question? What, what was this question? On Twitter. So you accidentally get your wife pregnant or on purpose. <laughs> and it, it happens, to co- happens to coincide. Wait, where are we at? I, I don't want to ruin this with this question with this uh, where we're going to pick. Can you hear me? Yeah. Every, yeah. Time, Loud every, and clear. Time, every time Stefan no hangs, hangs up, we move up. Should I, should I hang up again? All right, so here's the deal. <laughs> Your wife's pregnant and the baby's due on game seven of the finals. 
what what do you do? This is your first finals. You're you're, you're one of the starters on the NBA team. <laughs> just just a general room, starter. Right? Give me give me a comparison as to how good I am as a player. You're a starter. That's pretty good, right? You're Ryan A. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Ryan A, I take that back. They might ask you to go. <laughs> go enjoy that first first board. Boylan will be Boy or Boylan will be there for you. Well, if I'm Ryan A, I'm that good at hustling. I have the ability to make the pregnancy or make the birth of my first child and then hustle all the way back to game seven and make it in time. That's that's what I'm doing. I'm flying through the door just in, just before tip-off and, and um, I'll, I'll have the ability to do both. So um, if I'm Ryan Archidiakno, I'm nailing both. So I, yeah. I can't recall who said on Twitter, but why not just have her fly into the bubble in the locker room, give birth in the locker room? That solves the problem. In between, <laughs> hopefully she can time it a little bit better. I tell you what, my wife, when we first had our first child, it was a yeah. 24 hour, uh, 24 hour labor. My back was killing me. I had to stand the whole time. It was brutal. <laughs> Fred, we've just had about um, 70 people join us on the video. And a lot of people that would have been joining would have just, um, well, would have joined at the same time where you're talking about your wife giving birth and at the same time you're <laughs> complaining about your backache. So, um <laughs> Oh yeah. wait, are we top two? Are we top two? This is where did the Knicks go here? Where did the Knicks land? I I, the Knicks I dropped some. Um, they're out of they're outside of the lottery, lottery, if I'm not mistaken. Like I said, my 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 um viewing experience has been hindered hindered by the fact that Australian internet is terrible, and generally I'm twenty to twenty five seconds behind on the on the broadcast. But yeah, the Knicks fell out of the, the lottery, I believe. I'm looking at a horrible prostate commercial right now. <laughs> Oh, and Fred hung up again. Fred hung up again. Just parting words. He literally said, I'm looking at a terrible or horrible prostate commercial and then hung up. So I don't, I don't know what that's all about. Maybe maybe it was one of those infomercials. Maybe he sort of had to make a call and, and sort of buy one of the products that he was sort of looking to, looking to um, in terms of the advertisement he was viewing in terms of the prostate thing. He's, he's looking to join back. But um, let's bring him back on. Frederick. Are you Brack? How's your prostate? And he's hung up again. God, this man. Fred. Yeah, you're, you're back. You're back. I don't think it's happened. Has it? Steph, I think we got to be in the top two or one. I don't know what's going on here. Why is Steph Curry in the top the four? I know we're in the no, top no, four. No, no, no. Oh, Timberwolves are... Uh... It's the Warriors, it's the Wolves, it's the Bulls, it's the Hornets. Can they make this any more confusing? What's going on here? You're confusing. We got fourth. Me. We got fourth. Oh, so I knew it. So that's what happened. So we're fourth. So my Bulls AK for the seven, off. my AK for the seven pick was what is what did it here? Can you update where we are in the lotto for those without a stream? Yeah. So Timberwolves got the top pick. That's great news. Well, I guess Thibodeau's uh, tough. <laughs> oh, so the Warriors get the second pick. So that means the Wolves will get the first overall pick in this draft. Bulls land fourth, Hornets third. There you go. Wow. Uh, wow. I don't know how I feel about this now. I got I got really mean? excited. Like, because I, I got super excited about the fact that, that we got into the top four, even though before this I was talking about how this draft is not that great and, you know, who cares about maybe necessarily the one, number one pick in this draft versus obviously the previous couple drafts. But when we got into the top four, I got excited. But um, now that we sort of landed number four, I'm like, ah, oh, number four. But at the same time, prior to the lottery, I was sort of saying that, you know, I'd be comfortable sort of sitting five to seven. So I'm contradicting myself. But um, nonetheless, the Bulls are fourth. I'll take this that. This is great. Up the, absolutely. Yes, absolutely. And it's about time. I mean, let's see. I'm trying to think in, in our history. Well, Marcus Pfizer, I think, was number four overall. That didn't turn out too well. But I'm trying to think of some of the other fours we've had. Let's go back in time. Sorry. What's that? Was Eddie Curry fourth or was he second? Oh my gosh. No, Eddie I, Curry was fourth. Little, Tyler Chandler was yeah. That was another bad one. Oh my God. Yeah. I feel nauseous. Yeah, that was uh, where they should have taken. Uh, oh my God, what a horrible night that was. I'll never forget that. I knew Eddie Curry wasn't going to be good just because I knew a couple guys that played him in high school and they all said he didn't really have a love for the game. But, you know, hey, that was that was Jerry Krause. I mean, Arturis, AK for the sevens, has obviously got a lot more talent, a lot more ingenuity. I think we're going to be fine here. Obi Poppin, 
Well, what, do you, what do you think about this? Uh, Connor has said AK fourth pick for the seventh title. Do you, does that have a, a certain ring to it, or instead I'd of like AK that. for the sevens, or yeah, yeah, well, I like AK, AK for the seventh. For the seventh. How does that go one more time? <laughs> AK four, like like your like your, your original ma- your mantra. AK for the okay. seventh, but instead of four, it's fourth the seventh. Does that AK... work? I'm still, I'm still, uh, do you need me to to type this out for you in a a DM? (laughs) Could could you please? I'm I'm still not getting it. I like AK4. I'm stuck on AK4 the 7th. So, who does that put us in line to potentially get here? Let's look at that. I think Felipe sort of nailed it on the head here. He's sort of suggesting, and and same with Murray 3 Burke, they're sort of suggesting that we're sort of in that Killian Hayes range, maybe Denny Abadija, rather. So I think they're the guys that at the moment are sort of projected to go in that four to five range because we're assuming Wiseman, Edwards, and uh, Lamella will go top three. So oh, God, you know, no. in four to five, it's those two guys. I'm, I'm intrigued by both of those guys, to be honest with you. Now, I'm most certainly I'm sure not you're gonna a rely, guy. I'm not going to rely on your uh, your scouting on these two sort of more international type prospects based on how you sort of transpire or how your scouting transpired with uh, Luka Doncic. But they 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 intrigue me. <laughs> Devin Vassell intrigues me. Isaac Okoro intrigues me. Intrigues me. Um, if you're suggesting How about Edwards? then I, I feel should probably go late lottery uh, or you'll probably be a bust even. So I, I, I'm not too high on Obi Toppin based on that. But yeah, I don't know. Oh, How about what, Edwards? What, At least Anthony Edwards can create his own shot. I got a stand well, for you. you know he's Denny? going top three. You know Denny? I mean, Anthony he's Edwards, sub- will, he'll, be, he'll be gone before the Bulls pick most likely. Let me tell you this. You know, uh, Denny, he's a sub 60% free throw shooter. Does that give you any uh, pause for concern? Any, any any pause? He's shooting fifty eight percent in in a, in a lifetime league. Does that bother you at all? I, I'm not a big in a what league? A lifetime league? <laughs> yeah, lifetime fitness, lifetime fitness oh, league. Yeah. You ever, do you guys have those over there? It's where Doug Tonus plays. Uh, <laughs> I just got I just got to tell you, I'm not yeah. high in Denny. I, I've watched the videotape. I I know he's young. I know he's like ten years old. Just because yeah. you're dominating internationally, there's only been two or three guys that have been just incredible. Uh, and that's, you know, Luca. Who else? Who else are you a big fan of internationally that's really dominated the NBA? Uh, Don't say Nico. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> I just said. I, I'm worried uh, Denny is a, is a poor man's. He's not the next Luca. He, Denny's a, a poor man's a Nico, which is not good. Here's the guy I want Obi Toppin. Somehow what? he's moved up to three. Um, another guy I'm not I'm not in love with is James Wiseman. I think he's a uh, rich man's nah, uh, nah. Clint Capella, right? I mean, who needs no big more guys? big men? No more big yeah, men. No, amen. And that's what Obi has. He's six nine, two twenty. He's a power forward. He can guard twos, threes, fours. Uh, I love the kid. Lamelo Ball, I'm not high on. Can't shoot. Again, there's 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 red flags with all these guys, but Lamelo Ball, his uh, shooting numbers are horrific. He did shoot the ball well from the free throw line, which is a good sign. It shows there's his potential to develop into a good shot, but I don't see him being better than his brother, and his brother is not all that. So forget Lamelo. Uh, Anthony well, I mean, Edwards, I do like. Let, let me interject just quickly because Lockie Everett has, who's part of the call at the moment, part of this periscope, he's suggesting that he's writing an article on Lamelo Ball as to why he makes sense for the Bulls. So maybe once that's published, maybe once that's. Um, out there in the ether, maybe Lockie can sort of link that to you, Fred, and maybe maybe he'll be able to convince you that Lamelo Ball is the right answer for the Bulls, assuming he sort of hangs around at the fourth, for the fourth pick. We'll, we'll wait and see. But please um, do. On my interview, I just had uh, I don't know if you with, with uh, Rob from NBC Sports Chicago. I don't know if you've uh, if you guys have had a chance to that the legendary member of Bulls Talk. Um, he he had him ranked very high. He loves Lamelo. And uh, if he's available at four, I'll take him. I'm not saying he's going to – I still have to do more work on it. But I just think in today's game, you got to be able to shoot, man. you got to be able to shoot the basketball. And if he doesn't have that skill, very, I'm very concerned. Yeah. I mean, yeah, we'll see. We'll see how it all plays out. But obviously, look, I'm just happy that we didn't get seventh pick. We didn't go backwards. We jumped up. Um, yeah. We got the, fe- the fourth pick. That seems – you know, it seems it's obviously a better position to be in than having the number seven pick. So that is good news. 
So it's it's cause for some levels of celebrations, I suppose. I saw that uh, Kevin had that post here. Let's read this one. Need to go full D'Antoni, draft Kara Lewis to start with White, Levine, Porter, and Carter. Hmm. I don't know a lot about him. I haven't done a lot of evaluation on him yet, uh, but uh, I'm pretty excited. I'm pretty excited I'm to do evaluation for him and see where, where we're going to get at number four. Because I, I really do think these top three guys that are ranked, they're probably going to be gone, especially if it's Wiseman. I, I don't think he's going to be you know, a difference maker in the NBA from what I've seen so far. Yeah, I'm just not in, well, yeah, I'm not enthralled with him more generally, but just taking a big man at this point. I mean, we talked about why I wouldn't trade all those pieces for MB, but more generally, if you think about the Bulls, the last how many drafts, not not the last how many, but prior, pre, previously to, obviously, um, Kobe White, back-to-back drafts taking big men. They took Gafford last time, last last draft. Get, getting big men is easy in the NBA. Unless James Wiseman is a you know a cap two point or something like that, which he clearly isn't, yeah, or even a Nikola Jokic, someone you, you need to be at that level to justify taking a big. So, um, I, I'm not, I'm not, um, yeah, actually that'll be interesting to see if he falls down if if he does go top three or not. But um, we'll, we'll wait and see. But um, yeah, I've got to definitely got to do more research on this on this draft. Find out who's available, who's. I don't know who's available. I know who's available, but understanding more the fits of these guys. I don't think, I think one of the narratives that we will see out of this draft is, or from Bulls fans, it will be that we, we don't need another guard because we've got Zach and Kobe, and I completely disagree with that. I think the Bulls need smart. They need smart players in that backcourt, not to say that Kobe and Zach are dumb players, but they're clearly not creators for others. So... I'm intrigued by that's why I'm intrigued by you know Halliburton. He's probably reached taking the fourth. Killian Hayes seems to be Felipe's guy, as he's sort of suggesting here from the point guards. Hayes is my guy. I think that's interesting. I want to do a little bit more, a little bit more, yeah. uh, get get a little bit more on insight into Killian Hayes. I don't know if he's necessarily a playmaker. Clearly, Lamelo is probably the best playmaker in this draft. Let's say. But to your point, he has a lot of he has a lot of flaws too. So um, yeah, anyways. there's a lot of point guards. There's a lot of point guards in uh, with Halliburton, Hayes. We got Ball. I mean, you got three out of top projected seven picks are point guards. We have two combo guards already in the roster. Are you telling me if the best player best player available is a point guard, you have no hesitation in taking him? I have no hesitation talking to taking a point guard, but maybe we can add Lockie to the chat. Maybe he wants to educate us about Lamelo Ball. I love Kevin's comment here about Wiseman. Wiseman never played a big taller than six eight. His stats are super inflated by inferior competition. I agree with him a hundred percent. Yeah, yeah. Let's Lachi, please. I think we have the ability. The Bulls going forward have the ability to be Portlandese. Is that your dog in the background? No, that's, that's not my What's dog in the on? background. That's Lockie in the background. Who I've added. Hello. What's going on? What's going on, Lockie? Can you hear me? Yeah. yeah. You, you called me Lockie at the start, you prick. What did, what did I call you? Fred called me Latchy. Oh. Latchy. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, Lockie. It happens. Americans do it all the time, and I have no... Where do you get that from? Yeah, I mean, Fred's not the most I'm... intelligent man going around. That could be... That could be the, the reason, but Lockie has joined us. I'm Fred, a man to, wise to... beyond my years. <laughs> yeah, who are we talking yeah, about? Okay. He, he, Lockie has joined <laughs> us to educate us on the mellow ball, I believe. So I'm not Jonathan Wasserman, but I've done my best. So from what I've watched and annoyed the shit out of talking to Illawarra people and talking to players from there, Basically, what I've come to the assumption of is he's a generational passer in the mould of Ben Simmons, like that sort of Luka um, Jokic sort of, like he's got that level of passing, but mm-hmm. he can't defend for shit and his shot selection is garbage. Yeah. Right. <laughs> that's, exactly that's pretty much the synopsis of what I've understood. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's not ideal. <laughs> no. <laughs> not, not ideal. That's exactly uh, what we don't want. Yeah. I most certainly I, I, will uh, take everything that you've noted on board there, Lockie. And look, I, I don't think anything you said there is is too dissimilar to the things that I've read about about Lamelo. I mean, 
yeah, clearly his 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 shot, his 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 own, his own offense needs work. Um, he, defensively, I've heard similar things that he's not maybe the greatest defender out there. Uh, and yeah, I, I guess you have to have some reservations about the balls and not the balls, the ball family, let's say, and and just more generally, if uh, the old man will be hanging around and what sort of circus will be following. So. I don't know if he's an AK guy. Maybe he is, maybe he's not. I, I don't know, but um, we'll, we'll wait and see. But I wouldn't be surprised if the Bulls are, are in on Denny or someone like that, some highly skilled type player, a more skilled well, I wouldn't, type player. I wouldn't say he's not a Bulls player because LeVar sort of shut up. to When LeBron came to LA, he shut up real quick. Like we yeah. haven't heard from LeVar since. And then he's only peeped up one or twice with this LaMelo. So if yeah. he's in Chicago with the last dance, coming off the last dance, that's yeah. some huge marketing for the Ball family. And if you're trying to fit it within the team, as you said, we've got guards, but we've got no playmakers. And he's got the size of a small forward, but yeah. he's got the he's got the athleticism to guard, but he hasn't got the effort on it. He's got, like, James Harden 2013, like that sort of... <laughs> but from what, like, I've seen... Kobe White is a shooter. He's not a passer, but he did really well. I did a feature on him this year, and it was like I didn't uh, interview him, but I reviewed his film, and he's like a solid passer. But if you had him, so Kobe, Zach, Lamelo, um, Laurie, and Wendell, that's the smallest guy on the court is six four, and then you have a six five, six eight, six ten, and then six nine guy on the court. So that's pretty big. That's like Warriors sort of size when Steph Curry's the smallest guy on the court and that's Kobe White. So the defense will have to is. rely on Wendell. I think the size, though, I, I think that that's a little bit of a misnomer. Like, size means nothing if you can't defend. Look at look at Denver. They're two best players, arguably, on the team right now. Michael Porter Jr., you got Jokic. They both suck defensively. They're not going to win anything. Look at the top four teams in both, in both leagues. Who are they? Milwaukee? What? Bucks, the Lakers, Boston, the Lakers, Raptors. The Lakers, Clippers, uh, yeah, Raptors. Man, I'd put the Raptors in there, but I think it's probably Milwaukee, yeah, Boston, the Clippers, the Lakers. All their best players are elite defensively. And if you don't have an elite – if your best player is not elite defensively, you better have like three or four guys in that lineup that are, are elite. That's what the Golden State had. You know, Curry was an elite defensively. Everybody around him was. You guys coming off the bench elite. Uh I'm not a big – I don't like the direction the Bulls are going in if they take ball because you have three perimeter guys that I think subpar subpar defensively. I think the Bulls need like a a wing who can guard on switches, who's excellent defensively, who can, you know, potentially hit the three. One of those type of players that's that's not a sieve defensively. You're setting yourself up for failure. You're going to be Denver East. So what – like are you thinking more towards like a Matisse-Thibault – or like a love, that sort of mold shoot. of a he three and shoot. D. Oh, Matisse, he doesn't shoot statistically well, shooter. but yeah, I'm gonna have a look. No, I'm thinking more like a like um Bridges, you know, Mikhail Bridges, those type of guys. Well, what that about you need? What about Devin Vassell? Isn't he that type of player in this draft or Isaac no, Okoro? Like, I don't know enough about. I mean, I they're the, enough they're the top tape. player. They're the type of player that you're describing. Those are the, the defensive wings in this draft who have potentially shooting upside. Who knows what they'll be as offensive players and if they can do anything off the bounce or anything of that nature. But in terms of you know potential game-changing defensive players who hopefully can come, come in and at least catch and shoot from deep, they're the type of players you're sort of describing, no? Yeah. I mean, those are the type of players that I think help you win games. I think those, you know, those are the guys that you're going to need to, to – to really look at the Clippers. I think they're they're they've got two of them, Paul George, obviously, and um, you know, so I mean, it's really hard to see to, for me to see the Bulls having sustained success if you keep on drafting guards and wings that can't guard anybody. And let's be honest, our best player can't guard anybody. I don't think Kobe's ever going to be a plus defender at best; will be average. We need you know, Otto Porter Jr. can't be on the floor, and he's probably going to leave. As a free agent, I think we need a guy really to come in and step and take over Otto's spot, and that's why I like Obi Toppin. Um, but I, I mean, I'm not—I'll be open to some of these other guys. I tell you one thing, though, Denny. Everything I've watched on him in his Lifetime Fitness League, guy, guy can't shoot free throws. He's, a, he's not a good outside shooter, 
and he can't guard anybody. Why is this like something? He's a great passer. He's the poor man's Lamelo Ball. Like, why is he? He's he going to be great? I think we've established that you just you just dislike foreigners. I mean, you hate, <laughs> Ripper, you hate Danny now. You hate me. I mean, it's clear. You can't even Let's, pronounce Lockie's if name. If we think about it, like, do we? You could draft someone, but is there someone who is a three and D potential guy who we could trade for with the fourth pick? If we bundle some, like, get rid of Felicio not. with or something, but we could like not to trade the fourth pick, but someone like Kyle Anderson is like the sort of the sort of three and D. If there's a a young, good version like DeAndre Bembry, sort of the um, who's the guy that Hawks did this year, Hunter or something oh, like I that sort him. of. You if you could, words, if you could trade the fourth pick for a young, like a Mikel Bridges, Hunter, someone like that, you don't need to draft someone. You could use that fourth pick and draft and and get someone. Hunter's gonna be fantastic. As soon as he's on, he's got a on a decent team. I like I like stuff. I don't know. I love Hunter. That's exactly the type of guy that we would need. Of you course know, he does. He was very old, an old recruit. How old was, was DeAndre Hunter when he was drafted? Like 39? 20. <laughs> yeah, 21 something. Yeah, 21 or 22. <laughs> well, well, I, I, I like what's DeAndre. Clear, what, what's clear is, Fred, we have a lot of homework to do. The draft is set for October 16th, I believe. So we've got roughly two months to do some homework. Um, there'll be plenty of uh, plenty of information out there. And now that we know where the balls have landed, number four, I think um, we've got some work to do. Nonetheless, uh, <laughs> Yeah, we've got we've got plenty of homework to do, and I think we should probably go do so. Um, and I agree. More, more One more question, though. One more question for everybody on yeah. here. I, I before we go. Yeah. Lucky, let's ask you this too. Would you trade Zach Levine, whoever the Sixers want on the remaining core four? One at uh, it's if it's White, Wendell Cutter, Junior, Laurie, take your pick, and this pick number four for Joel and B. And B. Fucking oh, if I hate Zach Levine. Wow. I can't wow. I don't see a world where Zach Levine is a good defender. I'm just like I can't see a world where he's a good defender. I just don't. So if you can Why get Joel Embiid who's injury prone, I'd I'd prefer Ben Simmons. Obviously we're both biased, but Ben Simmons, if he gets his own team and plays like a very athletic Draymond Green, like I'd prefer to have Ben Simmons over Joel Embiid, but if you can have Joel Embiid, I mean, so would yeah. I, Sweet. <laughs> I agree with you guys. See, I would I would do the deal for Simmons. I would not do it for Embiid. I, I would take Embiid either way, but I'd prefer Simmons. All right, Steph, you do what in a heartbeat? Which one, Embiid or Simmons, or both? You kind of both. Get his answer. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm, I'm saying... Either one. Well, they're going to have Tobias be... Harris, Laurie Market, and, and they'll probably oh, make us take fucking Al Horford. <laughs> Does Steph know he's going to say you do that in a heartbeat in terms of trading for Joel Embiid, and that's going to disappoint me because that means he's going to agree with with um with our old mate Joe Kelly. So, well, if I'm the Sixers, I honestly think that Levine would actually fit in better with Embiid than than Simmons. Levine yeah, he's can a, extend he's a score. He can hit the yes, exactly. He can hit the. He's a scorer. He was scorer. Three, uh, extend the floor for Embiid, create more space. Simmons doesn't create space. He's he's a he's a constrictor, not a. But but I think Simmons, you're right. You put four shooters around Simmons. That's an ideal team. Embiid and Simmons don't work together. If you so wanted to be hypothetical with an example, I would say like not direct comparisons, but it would be more so like um, Clyde Drexler, Hakeem Elijah one with Zach Levine, Joel Embiid. That would fit better than Ben Simmons and Joel Embiid. And then if you traded um, Simmons to the Bulls, hypothetically, you could put Laurie and Wendell or Laurie at the five, Simmons at the four, and then Kobe and then whoever else at two and three, and you just have pure shooting and let Simmons run wild. Got him. I think we're probably getting too talk. far down the track at this point, guys. <laughs> I mean, when the, the Bulls have just landed the number four pick. Um, let's wait and see. No, we're getting LeBron now. You know what? Let's go. Yeah, exactly. Let's go. Let's let's go watch LeBron lose game two. That that would be just the perfect way to cap this day. The Bulls move up from number seven. They go to number four. Let's go watch LeBron lose game two. That would and be- Lamelo, the great not um Carmelo, the great Bull. 
an absolute legend, Camelo Anthony, former Bull. Obviously, Yusuf Nurkic as well. Great former Bull legend. Oh, Jesus. I forgot about that. So, we have some former Bulls to go watch. Lockie, thank you for joining us um, to, to school us a little bit on on uh, LaMelo Ball and the rest of the prospects. Everyone that else has tuned in, that has viewed this, uh, that's left comments, all that sort of stuff. Fred and I appreciate your support. Frederick, I, um, I'm i shocked that you managed to work out how to do this. Uh, I'm completely <laughs> great by your ability to do it. Uh, it was, to me, that is a massive win. That's almost a bigger experience to me or a bigger <laughs> shock than the Bulls jumping up from number seven to number four. But I appreciate you jumping on here doing this periscope with me as we go through the lottery live. Hopefully good things happen for the Bulls going forward. We should do more of these going forward. But, um, yeah, to you, old mate, thank you for joining us as well. But I think that just about does us for this broadcast. Thank you, everyone, for tuning in. And uh, if you enjoyed this, let us know. And maybe we do more of this heading into the season where hopefully the Bulls are a little bit more productive than the nonsense um, that we've been dealt with the last couple of years. So, Kenny Atkinson for coach. No, we'll, we'll see what happens with the coaching we'll see what happens but uh, we'll uh, we'll come back and talk about that another time but thank you Fred thank you Lucky thank you everyone else love you guys go Bulls Rose Davis, historian and co-host of the sports podcast, Burn It All Down. And now I'm hosting the new season of American Prodigy, all about Black girls in gymnastics. For the last 40 years, Black gymnasts have moved from the margins to the core of the sport and changed gymnastics along the way. Now, they tell their stories. You'll meet trailblazers like Diane Durham, superstars like Jordan Childs, and everyone in between. Listen to American Prodigies on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcasts.